It is a cold, wet, stormy evening, and I'm recording this uh, right before Christmas time. This, in fact, is the last episode of the walk for this year, for 2018, and the next one will be in the in the new year. I'm struggling to hold the recorder with one hand and my big orange umbrella in my other hand because the wind in between these apartment buildings is coming from all sides. And then on top of that, it is drizzling. It's the kind of drizzle that doesn't seem enough to to use an umbrella for, but if you walk in it for more than 10 minutes, you're soaked to the bone. It's almost Christmas. And this, in fact, is the last day that I'm working this year because, as I've mentioned before, I'm going to take um, about two weeks off. The week right before and until <laughs> before Christmas and until the end of the year and then the first week of January as well. And I'm really looking forward to it. If you're listening to this after it's Christmas, then Merry Christmas. I hope you had a very blessed Christmas time uh, alone or with your family or your loved ones hopefully not alone and I hope that the new year will be a very blessed year whoa and definitely less stormy than this year I'm talking about myself because the downside with these big umbrellas is they shield you very well from the from the rain but they also uh, turn me into a sailboat (laughs) I'm being pushed around quite quite a bit. Um, I I just uh, brought back a parcel for Amazon. It's the first time that I had to do this. It was the projector that I ordered. Um, what is it? Oh, two weeks ago, I think. And uh, that was supposed to replace my TV, <laughs> and it didn't really turn out that that well. It, it is. Uh, well, it's just that you have to um, keep the device away from the wall. It's a short throw projector, so I thought, according to the advertisements, that I could just place it near the wall and it would project this big, almost theatrical-sized screen on the wall. And unfortunately, that w- there turned out to be very different. In order to have a decent screen size, you have to put it almost in the middle of the room, which is impossible in my situation. So I had to return it which I don't know about you but when I have to do these things that I've never done before I'm always procrastinating it's like ah it's going to be such a hassle and then I looked it up on the website and you have to print out stuff and fill in forms at least that's what I thought and so he's like you know what I'm going to do it tomorrow no I'm going to do it the day after tomorrow and then today the last day before (laughs) Christmas I was like okay I got to do it now because otherwise it's never going to happen and then it always the same story you you do it and it's easy it's like my tax returns every year i'm procrastinating on those tax returns and i send them in like the very last evening the last minute of the last day of the <laughs> of the uh extended period and then it actually is just you know half an hour work because my taxes are not that exciting because <laughs> i just don't make that much money but it's always these things you, you think that it's going to be a hassle and it turns out to be actually not a, not a problem at all. So I, I brought it back. Uh, so fortunately, that, that was easy. Hopefully, the rest of my Christmas holiday is going to be uh, 
free of any parcels and presents and stuff because I'm a strong believer in keeping things simple and even if things are not simple enough to simplify it even more that has been my goal for this year it worked wonders it was, I, that's one of the things I'm most grateful for at the end of the year is how much simpler it's, it hasn't become easier or less busy but definitely much more focused and simpler than it has ever been before and much of it has to do with uh, the fact that I'm working with uh, very competent people now and I've learned to delegate, I've learned to make quick decisions, firm decisions, instead of always going back and forth, I should do that or should I do that, or trying to do too much at the same time. But to choose to pick a pick an itinerary, follow it through, and uh, and ask for help. Uh, really, I've, I've, I've leaned on a lot of people that I think have helped me to uh, make not just one step ahead on the on the road to go but a leap a mega leap I, I, I think around this time last year wasn't I talking about this um, the big leap Ooh, I got across the road here and it's evening so a lot of people are returning home from work and there are no traffic lights here so I'll just have to ah, run and I'll stop for the traffic from the opposite side are they going to let me through? No, they don't. I was talking about The Big Leap, which was a book that um, uh, Cliff Ravenscraft recommended. It was all about uh, choosing you know, the, the big leap. Let's, let's cross the road now. The big leap ahead in your life is when you stop doing the things that you don't like to do or are not very good at also to stop doing the things that you're good at but it's not your let's say your zone of excellence other people can do it just as well perhaps even better better than you and to try to focus on things that you can do that uniquely uh, or that you're like extremely good at and then of course uh, those things <laughs> need to be kind of useful as well because you you need to uh generate income you have responsibilities etc but in my case it meant um, finding other people who can help me with uh, tasks that I of course I can do but it is detracting me from the things that I do extremely well my zone of excellence in a certain way sounds a bit pretentious but you get the gist of what I mean so um, I never thought when discussing that that's I, I took the decision back then to focus solely on video production and a little bit of podcasting on the side but to really try to hone in on on creating beautiful television grade type of productions and to see if I can outsource the work that was driving me nuts like editing which is something I can do and I just recently uh, did one one of my best episodes of, of this past year was the show about my pilgrimage to the Holy Land and that took me uh, three days well let's say in reality four or five days including the nights to to put together so I it's definitely something I can do and I do it well but it is just so exhausting to sit there from eight o'clock in the morning and then wrapping things up at four o'clock in the morning 
that's that's insane and it's i'm getting too old for this <laughs> so instead I, I i focused on filming and on and also on on negotiating that's another topic that came up several times uh during my shows i've learned to negotiate and to separate negotiations so the business side of things from the personal side and the friendships that you have and i hope to be in situations where people will know that on a personal level i appreciate what they do um i'm i'm either a colleague or perhaps even a friend but when we're talking business we're talking business and we take business decisions and not just personal decisions uh where um the 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 private and personal um uh, dimension of the relationship interferes with the business side of things and i try to be fair i try to be much more clear than i've ever been before so if i don't like something i i say that if i don't agree with the terms of certain things i i utter that i say that i share that and i'm also much less afraid of uh the consequences of my choices because that of course is what hold, what's holding us back most of the time is when we when we trace a boundary when we indicate this is how far i will go oftentimes we let other people uh step over those boundaries and ask too much of us or give too little in return because we're afraid of what will happen if we if we if we oppose it if we <laughs> we are afraid of the consequences and i've learned this year and experienced that when you do that um when you're clear when you believe in in what is what you're called to do so if you've thought it through perhaps in certain cases even prayed about it if you have asked for the advice and the help of other people because that is also something that i has helped me discern in many situations what to do and if at the end of that process you take a decision then that's always in the end going to turn out well it's going to be better for you and oftentimes also for the people around you um and even the people that you may disappoint with your initial decision that happened to me in a parish as well to give you an example uh with the this year has been the year of the massive extension of my <laughs> parish territory there's a second parish that was added to my uh to the pastoral team um and so instead of having what is it five or six churches to cater for now we have 15 and uh, it means that for the past few weeks i've been doing the rounds of all those new parish churches where of course people are used to doing things at a, in a certain way and sometimes <laughs> alas they are used to messing up the liturgy and just haven't been educated properly and so i was confronted a number of times with liturgy that was shaky to say the least in the past i would have probably be scared of what would happen if i would be too strict and this year i've been very clear very firm and very courteous as well it's a combination you know thank you so much for all your hard work on on the liturgy for this weekend however i do have a few uh, remarks that i hope you can follow up on this and this and this and this sometimes it was like half of the 
liturgy that had to be revised. <laughs> and in, in all those cases, people thanked me, and it was no problem. They were happy to oblige and to help, and even thanked me afterwards that I cleared things up for them, and that in the future, that not only for me, they would uh, make those changes, but also for the other priests uh, with uh, which I work. So clarity, being courteous, uh, but also being direct has, has been a tremendous help in, in finding peace of mind. I've arrived at um, a shopping center here, not, not far for well. It took me about 10 minutes, 10 minute walk. Uh, this is near one of our old churches that we used to have uh, in our parish, but that was closed a couple of years ago. It was then sold and has been, and that was pretty dramatic, has been demolished just this week, right before Christmas. And uh, from here you can't really see it. It's behind this apartment building. But uh, I've seen some photos of the demolition and it was a very sad day for all the people that have uh, have lived out their faith in that church. Um, the, the person who took the photos actually said this, that they saw the remains of the of the baptismal font um, lying there in between the the ruins of the church and that was the baptismal font that was used for the baptism of all her children and that is shocking to see that now in case you're wondering isn't that sacrilegious and shouldn't shouldn't that baptismal font have been saved well that church was built in the 50s with almost no money Uh, this was very poor neighborhood uh, the parish itself um, had very limited resources so they used uh, the cheapest material and I think the b- baptismal font was just a concrete block of stone nothing of any value but there a lot of spiritual and, and, and human value attached to it so it's kind of sad that that church the church was dedicated to the Holy Spirit and I, I've been witness of the, of the strength of that Holy Spirit in that community, but unfortunately, the demographics and the, the the secularization proved to be too much in this case. Not for the Holy Spirit, of course, but for the survival of this particular building, and so that's why it was closed down. Most of the community, by the way, moved over to uh, our other parish churches. That is also a sign, I think, of the strength of the Holy Spirit. The reason that I'm here, though, is not to contemplate the ruins of this discarded church but it is for uh, a bit of a shopping i am still looking for some posters that i can use in the frames that i bought the other day to cheer up my house my new rectory this past wednesday i spent i think about the entire day and the evening with uh, uh, a parishioner of mine and his father uh, uh, just basically drilling holes in walls and 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 <laughs> putting up all sorts of uh, uh, decorations. So mostly uh, uh, picture frames. The thing is, they still have the original kind of the either just the IKEA instructions on the inside behind the plastic uh, protective sheet, or they will have generic IKEA, let's say, art. <laughs> Not really that much of, not not very pretty, very very gray looking. So, um, I since I get the whole family uh, on the first day of Christmas, 
uh, that are going to visit the house, I figured I'm just going to look for some, some, some art or perhaps even just buy some magazines um, and then just cut out the pictures and put them in the, in the frames. Won't be very personal, but at least it will be more cheerful than just the stock stuff that is in, inside these uh, new frames. Uh, the thing is, posters are kind of not a thing anymore. When I was young, I'd buy, I'd save my, my uh, allowance to buy these big posters of, of the space shuttle and the solar system and well, that sort of stuff. And I would mount them on the wall using this kind of sticky, gooey, what was it, rubber stuff that was, you know, holding them basically uh, or was, was fixing them to the wall. And then sometimes in the middle of the night, they, the, whole, the thing would get loose and, and I, I'd be woken up by the sound of posters crashing down. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you, you could choose between hundreds of posters. A, a lot of stores would have these displays with these plastic, big um, sheets, uh, and you could just browse through them almost in the same way as you would browse through your iTunes library on, on your um, iPad. And just the other day, I was like, I'm just going to buy some more posters. I wanted to have a poster of uh, the map of Middle Earth and then perhaps some other stuff, uh, kind of more geeky things. Star Wars posters and the, the only store that I knew that had posters actually only had what was it like 20 left very small ones they didn't even have them on display the only thing you could see was a printout of the tiny little thumbnails and then you just have to look up the number and get the, the rolled up poster like that and most of them were geared towards like I don't know primary school kids so you had Pokemon posters and 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 uh, Mario and whatever <laughs> just ugly stuff and so I, I googled and according to Google uh, here in this shopping center there should be uh, a store with posters and I'm just hoping that they have something of interest if not then I'll just waste it my time <laughs> so I'm gonna fold in my umbrella and take a look inside I think it's it used to be a a store, a Bruna store, now it's called the Reed Shop. They probably took over from Bruna. Let me just go inside. They do have all sorts of Christmas cards, none with religious pictures. Step inside. See, they have tons of greeting cards, books. Oh, they do have uh, calendars. And kind of nice. Where's Wally? Where's Wally calendar? That doesn't... That, nobody knows in the Netherlands what that is. That's a typical American thing. These are just blank calendars. These have art pictures and animal planet. The thing is, they're all square. And my picture frames are rectangular. These have Dutch masters. Oh, that's actually quite nice. And some... Artful Owls, a hopper calendar. The thing is, with with, um, with very well-known art, I hesitate to put it on a wall because it's kind of, I don't know. Hey, wow. Harry Potter puzzle. 3D puzzle, that's cool. These are calendars as well. Because everybody knows those artworks. So it's kind of boring to put them on the wall. I want something that looks at least a little bit 
original, but well, they do have wrapping paper and all sorts of stuff for creative things, but I don't see any posters here. So I'm afraid that this one doesn't have posters either. Nope, that's wrapping paper too. Nope. Oh well. That is a pity. No posters. None. Another. <laughs> another store that doesn't have any posters. Now, of course, I could go online and order them um, from Germany or go on Etsy, which is a, a, a website that I, I wasn't even aware of uh, until uh, Inge uh, told me that you can find lots of cool art stuff on it. A lot of it is just made by local artists, and they will send it to you. And, whoa, they have a tiny little skating rink here. That's cool. Nobody's skating there because it is 9 degrees Celsius. <laughs> Not really weather for, for skating, and it's raining. There are th three people standing there with uh, Santa hats. <laughs> I'm just going to look at the other side of the shopping uh, the square here. There's some more stores, perhaps. I, I, this was not the right one. Here is the uh, butcher doing great business. Here is a supermarket, and it's busy. You can tell that people are, uh, are getting their, uh, doing their Christmas shopping and preparations, the food, the snacks, the chocolate. And it's going to be worse tomorrow and on Monday. Monday is the 24th. When I'm recording this, it's still ahead of me. Perhaps for you it's already passed, but then you got to get in a line to get your your shop to do your shopping because it's going to be so people are procrastinators I guess just like me across the road here I think that that particular store that I found on Google is no longer functional what is this a shoe store this is for hearing aids I may actually have to visit that uh, now that I'm old <laughs> this is Oh, funny. A, um, uh, what is it, hairdresser, or how do you call that in American English? Um, a barber. It's called brainwash. <laughs> it's probably because you can wash your hair there, too. And this final store, what is that? Gold. You are worth gold. Oh, that's also a barber. Or a hairdresser for the ladies. Oh, well, you know, I might as well take the other way back home. So no posters. That is a shame. The only thing that I was able to um, to find today was uh, four calendars, kind of the same one, the square ones that I saw in the other store, but they were in uh, one of those dollar stores, so they didn't cost much. Oh, from here I can see the church, the demolished church. Let me see if I walk this way. Oh, yeah see just the edge of it I, I want to take a look I've uh, been celebrating mass in that church for four years I think it was one of the churches where I uh, first celebrated mass after my ordination no not after, not after my ordination what am I saying after um, I was appointed here in uh, Amersfoort the first festive mass during which uh, I, w I was insta uh, installed, is that how you say it, as, a, as the parochial pastor. So they give you the keys to the tabernacle and that sort of stuff. 
was in, this, in that church. And now it's gone. Oh, that looks really weird. There is no building anymore. Wow. Wow, that is so weird because I, I hadn't seen it yet with my real eyes. There's just a hole as if a meteorite kind of struck the scene. The entire building is gone. And I can now see the apartments behind it that were normally... You couldn't see them because of the, the building. And they're, they're going to build new apartments here. That's why they were able to sell it. You know what? I'm going to put up the umbrella again. Ah, not, not just for the rain, but mostly for the wind. I'm not sure what my windshield is doing. Um, whoa. Uh, just a few con containers on the side of the street and then the entire thing is gone. There was a bell tower. It was all, it was not my favorite building or church uh, in terms of architecture. Uh, uh, most of the parishioners that were going to church there told me, yeah, it kind of looks like a swimming pool. <laughs> it's on one of those modern like, 50s swimming pools and, and sports halls that were built all over the country. Oh wait, the tower is still standing. There are like two or two or three big machines uh, standing there, the, the demolitioners or whatever you call those. And uh, the only thing left of the building is the tower. The bells, by the way, were beautiful bells. They were inherited from another church, so they were more than a century old. They were donated to another church, so they're still being used now, now uh, and in the future. To uh, call to remind people of uh, their duties on Sunday and and of uh, the fact that the church is open, so that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, it's so weird. It's just the the only thing is the, this rectangular tower, and there are no bells on top in the top of it. Oh, it's sad. And then in front of the tower, you see a display that shows the uh, the new apartments. I can't really tell because it's dark already. Let me cross the road here and take a look a little bit closer. And uh, what is it that they're going to build here? Oh, whoa, big apartment building. <gasps> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight floors. And how many apartments there on the side? One, two, three, four, five, at least five. So that's 40 more than 40 apartments. No wonder they wanted to buy it. Because they're going to make a ton of money with that. Good grief. Well, I, I just hope that people will have a happy life here in those apartment buildings on these sacred grounds. And um, we have plenty of other churches left. That's always what I tell myself. Buildings are temporary. Yes, they carry history feelings, emotions, but it's ultimately just a building. And it is a sacred building, not because of the stones or the art or the stained glass windows, but because of the presence first and foremost of God himself. And since the tabernacle is gone and there is no presence, no physical presence of God in that building anymore, it is just a building. 
and it's also the community of believers that that make a place a holy place because ultimately the presence of God always invites the presence of, of, of us so that he may become visible in, in, in our love and in the way that we interact and, and, and the community itself is now also in, in, in other churches so ultimately this is not really a sacred place anymore we don't believe in uh, kind of like magical sacrality like ancient burial grounds with spirits and ghosts let me cross the road here real quick before I get run over by those cars Woo. and I am going to leave this busy road because there's too much wind here hopefully these apartment buildings will shield me a little bit so anyway uh, out with the old and in with the new <laughs> it's kind of a fitting theme for this uh, final episode of the year um, I've, I've told about the old uh, about the positive things that happened this year um, there were also uh, struggles there were also disappointments I've shared those w- with you as well but I have to say all in all they were very small compared to the, the great things and that's how I would invite you also to look back on, on the year behind you is of course uh, there have been struggles, there has been pain, suffering, um, worries, but always also count the blessings, count the gifts, the surprises, the moments of joy. And in the end, that is what remains. It's the positive. It's what, what was done in love. There's a community room there. There's a neighborhood with a lot of uh, people from Turkish Moroccan origin and they're very social it's in their, part of their culture it's also something I saw in the Middle East people just hang out in the streets they love to talk they love to just sit and play games and uh, share a cup of tea the Dutch are much more like we do that but with with the people that we really know very well I'm back at the supermarket and see people carrying around big bags with food and <laughs> and drinks so um, count your blessings count the, the lovely people for every person that has caused you pain or sorrow or has hurt you also count in your mind the people that have loved you that have been kind to you and if you're honest and you count them up there, there are so many more people that have been good to you than people that have been bad to you and that is something that I think is a cause for gratitude. And um, this kind of, kind of uh, joins the theme I think I mentioned in uh, one of my other shows. I think the, uh, the weekly podcast. Uh, the, the difference between joy and, and happiness. Uh, like it's, our, our current culture seems to be on a quest for happiness. But the thing is happiness is... Uh, it depends so much on the people around you and on the situation in which you're in. Real joy comes from the fact that you know that you are loved, no matter what. Uh, despite the circumstances, despite your own faults and sins, but you're loved unconditionally without you having to do anything in return. And that is a source of joy that it can withstand any kind of setback or disappointment. 
And that is, uh, I, I, I have to be honest, I don't always feel like that and I don't always realize that. But sometimes, especially at the end of the year, when you look back, I try to focus on, on that, on the things that I've received, the people that loved me and that I've been uh, given to love in return. Um, the successes, of course, although those, that's all kind of minor. It's not that important uh, on, on, on eternity's uh, scale. But um, just, just be grateful for everything that was good, and it's so much more than what was bad. And in case you're currently in a difficult situation, and I know from several of you that you are, and you don't know what will lies ahead in 2019, um, you wonder what to do, uh, why things happened, and, and <laughs> perhaps even you wonder what God's plan is on all this, and if there is even a plan, in some cases, if there is, if there is even a God. Um, first of all, don't worry. Um, and, and always hope. Don't lose hope. Hope is something different than expectations or, you know, expectations that you calculate and you base upon kind of the situation and your, your prognostics. But hope is something much deeper than that. Hope is something that stems from that, from knowing that you're unconditionally loved. And if that is true, then there is always hope. Because there's always love at the horizon after everything else. Um, and no matter, even if the next year is going to be hard as well, um, and, and, and sometimes confusing and you don't know what, but hope is always something that pulls us forward. And, and hope is something that you, you, you receive. It's not something you can grab. And it's something that grows when you give it. It's really weird. It's, well, it's kind of that illogical uh, part of our faith where the more you give, the more you receive. So if you feel hopeless, try to give hope to the people around you and you'll receive hope in return. If you are confused um, or, or worried, try to alleviate the confusion and the worry of the people around you and clarity will enter your life as well. Um, if you are poor in either a physical way, let's say uh, you, you don't have enough money, you have debts and you don't know what to do, start giving and you'll become rich. And I'm not only talking about giving money, although in the gospel Jesus reminds us that the, the um, widow at the temple gave her last cents. She gave everything she had, uh, again, unconditionally. And she received his blessing in return. And we don't know the rest of the story, but I'm pretty sure that it turned out all right for her. And, and, and that is true also on a spiritual level. If you feel poor um, in, in spirit, in energy, in hope or whatever, um, try to give to other people what you lack. So if you don't feel happy or... You don't feel like smiling. Let someone else smile. Make someone else happy. Even if it's only for a moment by greeting someone in the street or... I don't know. There's so many little things that you can do to brighten up someone else's day. And, and that's something I, I, can, I can share from experience. If you do that, if you give, 
you'll become happy. Even if it won't last for more than, I don't know, a moment. But at least it's, you know, happiness in the pocket. It wasn't there before. And if you, if you can experience those small moments of happiness, then the bigger happiness is also possible. Um, so that's what I would like to share with you, to encourage you to... Uh, to be hopeful for this next year and to start from the logic that the more you give, the more you share, the more you will receive, the more rich you, you will feel. And it's not, a, it's not a sin to march forward without seeing where the road leads. We always love to have security. We want to know where we go why we do things, why things happen. But very often, it's like, well, walking in, in the evening and the street lanterns are sparse and uh, you can't see much because you have your umbrella up. Yeah, I'm talking about this uh, hypothetical situation. <laughs> and yet, I keep walking. Yeah, I don't. I only see the umbrella in front of me and the road underneath my feet. I can't see the horizon, but I know that if I keep walking, I'll get there eventually. That's how I hope you can also enter uh, the new year. And so that would be um, my, my wrap-up message for you. And also, as you know, always, it's not just my words, it's also my prayer. I carry you in my heart. I have been carrying you in my heart this year. Uh, those of you that I know and that have shared their situation with me, also those of you that haven't or that I may not know or only know very vaguely. But that's the beautiful thing about prayer. You can pray for every person and for God. He knows you and he knows you better than I know. But if I pray, I'm sure that he will do good with that prayer. So... That will continue next year. And I hope you also continue to pray for me. Because no one can be without friends. And, and especially without friends who pray for you. So carry me and my fellow uh, priests and bishops. And the people that try to be good shepherds. Uh, carry them in your prayer as well. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful Christmas season. Because for us... Uh, who believe in in what Christmas uh, really means, the the coming of our Savior, not just two thousand years ago, but also in the future, in our future, um, then Christmas only starts on Christmas Day, and when the radio stations literally change their tune to secular music again uh, the day after Christmas, we start the party and we continue until let's say the 2nd of February um, so I wish you wonderful weeks I hope you can find hope and comfort in uh, the fact that God loved us unconditionally and he loved us so much that he sent his only son to save us that same son may be with you today and tomorrow and the entire rest of your life thanks for being such a great audience this year <laughs> audience that sounds so formal thank you so much for listening to me for taking the time out of your day to to listen i hope it helped you or inspired you or entertained you uh, thank you if you've been a supporter uh, with your prayers with your feedback um, or or with your money as a patron 
uh, together I think we uh, we did we did good things and I hope that God will bless what we do and will continue to do so in the new year all right Merry Christmas Happy New Year and I'll see you in 2019 God bless <laughs>